0: All right, everybody, welcome back to the podcast, where I bring you the best and the brightest from the world of business, entrepreneurship, and just awesome-ass life stories to help you harness your own inner tenacity and drive your career forward. Folks, my guest today, Mika Naka, is a keynote speaker, a therapist, an advocate for hope, and he suffered a severe injury playing for the Oklahoma Thunder semi-professional football team in 2009 that would leave permanent damage to his spinal cord. Today, Mika makes a powerful statement each day by continuously looking towards a positive of his situation, and by serving others. And I've seen that firsthand. I'll share that story in a moment. And Mika has been a returning guest on the Ellen DeGeneres Show, where he was recognized for his service to the community and resilience through life's challenges. And as a speaker, coach, therapist, and advocate, Mika makes it his mission to inspire hope, and by doing so, invite others to live beyond the labels of their circumstances. So let's get to it. Let's dig into Mika's powerful story, and I'm thrilled to introduce him. Mika, welcome to the podcast.
1: So... Got to go. It's Mecca. Mecca. Um, it's all good. It's all good. Like that's a part. It's a part of it. Um, man, glad to be here. Glad to to join you, man. Uh, yeah, let's jump in because I've been excited to do this. Uh, yeah, let, 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 let's
0: do this. But first and foremost, we were just talking about this weekend. We're recording this on the twenty fourth of January. This will probably air in about four weeks from now. And I want to talk about this weekend of football, man. This was, in my opinion, we we're just saying it. The most ridiculous. This is what the sports all about, right? Like, all right, let's talk about it. you're so, you're you're a pro, right? You're 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 an athlete, man. Mm-hmm. You're a football player. Tell us, tell us from your perspective what this weekend meant to you when you were watching.
1: What well, the craziest thing is, again, by the time this comes out, we'll have a Super Bowl yep. champion. We'll like, and yet we will still be talking about this weekend that <laughs> was because again, this probably was the greatest. Playoff weekend, football weekend that we've ever had. We have four games that all went down to the wire. Four games in which uh, the kicker either walked yep. off, kicked, or kicked to get into overtime. Last night's oh. game, we saw arguably the two, the future—not arguably—we saw the future of the dudes. sport go battle just between Josh or Josh Allen the and best. Patrick Mahomes. They went down to Dude, the wire. They scored like thirty uh, points in two minutes. That was. Yeah. I mean, that was
0: a shootout. That was a gunslinger shootout for the ages, right? Like that was heart stopping. What am I taking? Josh Allen has a rocket. That bomb. That Jeez. bomb to date Four touchdowns yeah. to Davis. Come on, man. Dude. All right. So, so weird. let's call it right here next week. who Who's winning next week. Let's see, take your predictions for next week and let's take the Super Bowl. And we're going to come back My- to
1: the show and see if you're right. My prediction is that the Rams will beat the 49ers. Oh, it's it's hard. It's hard to pick against Patrick Mahal. It's hard to say that the Chiefs can't, won't get back to the Super Bowl. And so I'm going to say it's the Rams, Chiefs. Because I'm a Georgia Bulldog and I really, like, I want Matthew Man. Stafford to kind of have his, like, right, I'm going I'm to pick the Rams to... To do some things um, in the Super Bowl on, on home games. turf. That on hasn't has, turf. has that happened? Has I'm that happened? I don't even know. Last year, was
0: the first yeah, First time. it happened. So I'm going to say
1: that for the first time it, it repeats. Um, it repeats, and the Rams. All right,
0: all right. So we're gonna we're gonna take that prediction here. So let's so let's get to it here. And I want to talk about how how we first met. So I I, I met I met Mecca at. Breakout Newark, and it was October of this past year at this pretty cool event. And uh, I'm standing there with my good buddy Chris Adamo, and Mecca rolls in, and and I go, I go, what's what's up with what's up with that guy? And Chris is like, What do you mean you, you asking about why he's in a wheelchair? I'm, no, 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 that smile, man, contagious, radiant smile. And Chris looks over at me, and goes, Dude, he's the man. Go get to know him. And and that's exactly what happened. But the part that really got me, dude, do you remember we rolled into that club on the first night? <laughs> Bro, I'll
1: never forget because that was someone's apartment. That was someone's apartment, N- wasn't the, it? the 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 club? Oh, the club! Oh, oh! Ooh. I'll never forget because woo, we came in as a group. I think I came in with old girl riding on the back of my chair. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was something. It was something. I still there are times I still look at the videos. And I'm like, yo, it was wild. And, that, and we're
0: talking day. like peak the COVID. Break. We're talking. We don't give a shit. We're just all happy. We're to. We, we don't I'm, give
1: a shit. We, we ain't seen our people. and We haven't seen our people in so long. Uh, everyone's vaccinated. It was like, hey, we're about, we're about to side, have a good time. Side, side, side oh, note man, on that. So and I,
0: I told my wife about it the next day. She goes, why the hell? Why the hell did you do that? Like You put yourself at risk. Why'd you? I go, you know what? It didn't matter. We're living, right? We're living. We're happy. We're in the moment. We're all vibing. We're all together. We're all having a good time. there. And guess what? I tested negative. I don't think anyone tested positive from that whole weekend
1: no one does it no from the whole shocker group, yeah.
0: shocker shocker so it's crazy so let let's get into it here and 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 anybody that could go back you could google Mecca you could see these crazy interviews you could see what he's done on the Ellen show and you talk a lot about your injury and people could go back and, and really understand that story and what happened to you but tell us a little bit about you know beforehand who's the Mecca beforehand are you still that same dude
1: man that's such a great question and I think that I'm having this conversation with you purposely at this particular time in my life because that is something that I am working on right now, is to make sure I get back in touch with who I am, and and, and who we and, you know who we are is like our growth pattern is like a song, right? It's like you start off with maybe a little beat, you know, and then you add you add a little you know little little violin, you add some guitar, you add. You add some things along your life and then you have a song that your life plays. Um, for me, man, like I have always been the guy, like the smile, the the positive outlook. I've always been that. Um, I've always had a zeal for, for life. Um, I think I got even more, mo- much more of one after my injury because. I, you know, you when you teeter on the edge of life and death. When you th- think about death, death really makes you think about life. And it will get I'll get back, I'll get deeper into that. But to answer the question of who I was before, it, I'll tell you, I was a kid that when I was in college, <laughs> the guy that the guy that you saw roll into that club, that basically is me it was, to the it was great. So I'm a guy I love to have fun. Um I enjoy good time. I enjoy people. Um I've just always loved people. And so I think one of my main values has always been to, you know, and you know, care for people. And so growing up, I would, I would be the guy that would uh, go into people's classes, even though I wasn't in the class, just, just for a good time, just, just for a good time, uh, just for a good time. But then yeah, it gets you in trouble um, because the thing is, you find relate. yourself involved in different groups. Um, You don't necessarily make decisions based off of logic. You kind of just make decisions based off of impulse, what feels good. Um, You know, so when I was growing up, you know, it's not, I had great friends. I had great friends growing up. Um, And, but not always found myself in great Mm. positions. Um, And it wasn't that I was someone that would, you know, be the guy that makes us all go out and do something reckless. But I definitely you didn't wasn't shy the, away I from it. I definitely wasn't the guy. Nah, you didn't, stopped. you
0: didn't shy away. You didn't, shy, you didn't shy away from, from a good time. So I think it's important because a lot no. of folks don't know this story and, you know, as, as much as you want to get into, just to bring my audience up to speed, let's, let's, let's take it oh. back a little bit. Just set the table uh, of what happened.
1: Okay. So, um, Wait, so let me, let me go, let me go back and tell you that I I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, I moved here from Georgia. Uh, I was a kid that was in college and college wasn't really working out. Um, I got an opportunity to join a semi-pro football team. And for me, that was like this new opportunity, a new door for me to make my parents proud and and just kind of do something with my life because school wasn't it. Uh, Yeah, school definitely wasn't it at the time. And so I'm playing, and if you're a kid and you grow up, every, you know, every kid wants to be a professional athlete, or a lot of, of kids want to be a professional athlete, and you, I when you, you achieve it. It's like, yo, know, this, is, this is ultimate. You know, I get to, you know, I'm playing a game that I love. I'm good at what I do, and, and you know, people are cheering. Like, I love it. Best shape of my life. And so I won a championship um, and with one in one year with this team. And I was going to do this, you know, second year, we were primed to repeat and tragedy strikes, um, you know, midway through the season, uh, I make a tackle in a game that I've, you know, a tackle I've made a hundred times. And I go down, I make this tackle and I break my neck. Uh, and, um, you know, I'm on the field and I'm just not knowing what's happening. I I get rushed to the hospital where they were doing nine hour neck surgery and, they would inform me that I, you know, not only I broke my neck, but I've suffered a spinal mm-hmm. cord injury. Um, and I was paralyzed from my chest down. Well, well put
0: so, that for a uh, hot second. When they, when they, how how lucid were you when they told you that news?
1: Bro, I was, I was lucid for every, I mean, I can go through every single detail from accident to surgery because I was present <sighs> for every bit of it. I mean, I can't, you know, the craziest thing was like, when I was on the field and they're holding my foot up and I'm like, okay, I'm looking at my foot, but I can't feel like it is. It was such a surreal thing because I'm looking at it and it's like, okay, that's attached to me, but Jeez. I can't feel it. And, um, yeah, man. So then you know, I get to the hospital and then they're drilling everything off from my helmet to my Jersey, cut everything and cut my socks off. Um, just and then, the the MRI machine, and so then I remember waking up the next morning. I remember them wheeling me into surgery, um, and then I took a what seemed what seemed like a minute nap. You know, I, I I closed my eyes, and then I woke up, and they told me that it'd been mm-hmm. nine hours, um, and that they you know cut the back of my neck and and put it in a a metal cage back there. And so uh, the hardest part was them coming into my room and telling me like, okay, you're paralyzed. Um And okay, we're going to get you to go back to, they're going to start this rehab. And bro, it's hard because- It's, the, opp- it's things, the opposite you know?
0: of every everything in your life that you've known so far. And it's, I I mean, I can't, Absolutely. I, I mean, your, your, your family, uh, family, friends by your side. I mean, how, how,
1: It is a devastating diagnosis. And what people don't understand is that I'm not, it's not just my adjustment, you know, it's like, oh, okay, you got this news. So is is trying to figure this thing out. It's like, no, like I'm adjusting to my injury. I've got my family that's adjusting to my injury, my friends, I'm adjusting to the world. What's my place? How do I purpose? see the world everything. now?
0: Question everything,
1: like all of it. And it's on top of that, you know, is the existential questions that I'm asking and answering. At the meanwhile, everything immediate with my body, and that is the hardest. That's the hardest thing because it doesn't. Is one of those things that I didn't realize at the time. Though it's like it's one of those things that doesn't stop. Mm-hmm you know it's like it's an ongoing and it's been it's been a
0: while it's taken you a long time to get your body to the point where it is now through hard work training rehab to the point where you could use your body the way you do now
1: bro it's man to be honest it it's been hard because it's like you go a certain span you work hard and i'm still dealing with issues that are outside of my control that is like, okay, well now I've got to fight. Like the fight Every don't day. stop. Um, and sometimes that's hard because when you're in, I like to use the analogy of like being in a boxing match. Like life is like a boxing match with no referee, which okay? you think that, you know, you're going to take a punch and if you respond well to one punch, that that's it. But it's not. I keep coming. You know, it, there's no referee. No one's gonna call the you fight. Know, life is gonna keep punching. Like if you get knocked down, sure. If you stay down, life is gonna keep punching until you to you die. Like you gotta get back and you gotta keep fighting, and that's that's one of those things. Like you get knocked down, you get back up. You get knocked down, you get back up, and then sometimes when you get knocked down. Sometimes you just you just kind of stay there for a little bit. It's so like, let, dude, let let, let let's, let's talk let's talk about up, right?
0: those moments. When you felt like staying down, when you didn't want to get up, when you had those deep, dark thoughts. I mean, listen, I, I've interviewed, you know, military veterans, you know, quadruple amputees. I've interviewed people at their worst, and I, I can never even think about those dark times, you know. And how, Dude, the treasure's in the ship pit, man. The treasure's when, at your lowest. Take, if you don't mind, take us to some of those moments and, and how'd you pull yourself up?
1: Man, can I be honest? I feel like I'm in one of those moments now. Um, I've had... It's been 13 years since my accident, okay? And when... Honestly, there were some... The darkest times early was in just the not knowing what my future was going to be. The unknown. Um, And it's... Not only that, it was just like, okay... I, I can, I went from being, you know, this 250 pound football player. I could, a strong, strong individual to now I can barely lift my hand over my head. And then it's like, where does my physical strength, like where I lack in physical strength, can I, can I manufacture that in, in character strength? Can I manufacture that in spiritual strength? Um, and it's crazy because that was something that wasn't planned. It's like, you, get, you just take it one day, one hour, one minute at a time. There were days that you just, I woke up and it's just like, I do not want to like do this. like. And it's not one of those things. It's like, okay, I wake up and I don't want to live. It's just like I, I wake up and I don't want to push yourself. Live <laughs> like it's not that I don't want. I want to die. I just don't want to do anything. I just want to wake up and then tomorrow I'll be here, so that I can close my eyes and tomorrow I'll be here again. Like I just want to fast forward, and there's, there's no, no fast, fast forward. forward button. Did, did you? And so, um, man one of the one of the hard times too, man just. People is relationships, you know, Um losing friends at a time that was, you know, arguably arguably my hardest time and not having the support there that, you know, there's, it's not even that you didn't, I didn't have support because, you know, my my dad was there, my family, right. there. I had some friends that The real there. ones. The real ones. But then you have the ones that leave and that's where you're Why? focused. Why? What's wrong like, with them? Oh. And then the you yeah. get you assign a meaning to that. It's like, okay, if they leave, then that means that I'm not loving.
0: So you blamed yourself. And you blamed you yourself them. for them leaving and not not at the time thinking about maybe it's their character, maybe it's on them for leaving, that they're not strong and they're not real friends. And synthesizing that right. in your head the whole time where you're going through this unfathomable situation. Irreversible.
1: Because at, at your bottom, you're, you're no, not, of course not. There, You know what I mean? And so everything gets filtered through this, this shame kind of this shame lens, where it's all my fault, bro. When I tell you the, the, the times in which I had to ask myself the question of did I cause, did I bring this on myself? Um, oh, so many nights I would. Think about every good deed that I could. So remember was it a doing.
0: why me? Was it a why and me? Then
1: every bad deed that I could remember doing, and trying to figure out, like, okay, God, are you? Am I being punished right now? Like, what is happening? Um, those are the dark times that that we don't talk about, and those are dark times that sometimes I forget to talk about because it was all in here. It was all in here.
0: how you How'd you start to pull yourself out of this? In the right direction. Listen, every day every day, has got to be tough. Every day has their challenges. You're not all sunshines and rainbow all day.
1: No. Uh, man, when I, like, so, so I closed my eyes a lot. So I, I want to take myself back there. But the hardest things were just, like, again, not knowing if I could ever provide for my family or if I could ever provide for myself or if... If I die, is this it? You know, what is left to be said about a Mekanaka is what? I, you know, fucked up in school. I had, you know, I had different, you know, I had some good times. I had some bad times, but is this is this where it ends. Um, and to be honest, man, I, for me, when I was at home, those like that in the, in the, Beginning stages of my of my evolution, it felt like the walls were closing in on me, where it was like, okay, you know, body doesn't feel well. Um, again, from an existential aspect, I'm not doing anything. I got I'm stuck at home. Like I forgot to mention that the area that I lived in the aftermath of my injury was like very, very rough neighborhood. It was not very user friendly to like your like current situation.
0: Night. Let's call it that. Yeah. At
1: all. No, no sidewalks. It's, um, it's like shit. How much more could you throw at me life? I'm thankful for I'm thankful for some for the people that showed up in these moments that that kind of got you to that kind of got me to get by that next moment. You know what I mean? Like it whether it was the the random friend that I that I made that was a that was a friend for a season that okay we you know I, I think to I think of this girl that I met at my um at my rehabilitation uh clinic and We became friends, and so she would come over, and we would just chill, watch watch a movie, watch a show. And this came at a time where I needed that companionship. I needed it. I needed it. And then whenever our time expired, there would be the random person that I met, and we would do the same thing. You know, and. It was these little, these moments of connection that really got me through, um, that got me here, you know? And I bring her, you know, that first person I bring up because it's crazy, I just saw her again three Hmm. days ago and it's the first time that we have been around each other in- What was that like? What? 11 years. I mean, did you leave on bad
0: terms or their relationship kind of went its course? Yeah. No, it just, you know. Yeah, people, people grow apart, you move on.
1: You went on, you know.
0: Was the connection, uh, was the connection still there?
1: Oh, absolutely. That's that's, that's the homie. Like, and, but there's so many people that are like that in my life where I kind of just surrendered the fact that my story is not one of just me picking myself up by the bootstraps but it's one of me having people that showed up to fill a gap when it felt like there was no like when that it felt like there's a void there and it's just so important that for you know if there's a message that i that i want to give is that out there is that community everything. is everything you know what i mean what what is life if it's not done with people and so to answer your question about what got me out of this dark hole man i I got injured June 6 2009 the worst thing has ever happened to me by November of 2009 I was in a very dark place um entering that new year it, it's you know it's it's a new year just like right now we're in a new year and it's like okay we start the new year with hope and we start the new year with what am I going to do, um, you know, to be better, to do the X, Y, Z? Can you imagine what the new year was like coming off of such a devastating no. injury and having no idea of what Can't the, even plan, imagine. How the plan I could not even I could. I couldn't even think about that. And so and by by March 2010, um, the craziest thing is I had a friend of mine that, um, ironically, he's the guy that introduced me to the football team but he, um, worked at a, at a church for a youth group and him and I would watch, uh, Monday night football. Like he, that, was your that, thing. that, that, uh, fall, that was my first, uh, that fall was a, it was an interesting fall because again, I, you know, I got hurt playing football. So he would ask me like, Hey, are you okay? Watching football.
0: Was that, was that hard? And it, had to it was tough.
1: It was it, at first it was. Because it was in front of your face, man. For all the different, for all reasons, it was in front of so your what? face, right? you're, you're right? Is like the,
0: you're watching football, and your dream yeah. is in front of your face. I mean, I can't even imagine that. How'd you synthesize that? It's how'd you face. turn that? How'd you turn that around? I'm sure you still have those moments, right? right? Like you're watching the games this weekend. Of have, course, I, I you do. You. You're fucking human.
1: I still have the moments, but you know what? The craziest thing is that it is never the game doesn't get the game does not get me because as I watch football, I am a fan of football, and so I can watch the game and just appreciate the game for what it is. But you know what gets me? When the camera pans to the sidelines and you got your Come teammates on, just
0: yeah.
1: shooting the shit. Ha- you know? Um, or it's pre-game. Like it's hard for me it's hard for me to watch pregame and postgame stuff. Like those are those so I it's weird because it's not weird but pregame and postgame are really hard because when I see the camaraderie that. that is what sports is all about. Like if you if you've played sports in no, the com- the no one like gets it saying, unless they've been there. The the competitiveness No one gets it unless they've been there. Right. Like, it's about competitive. It's about winning. But it's about winning, like, with the people that you sacrifice with. You know, even if you're in an individual sport, like, you'll notice that, like, if someone that wins a tennis match or golf, everyone knows yep. it's an individual sport, but it's not an individual sport. You know, it's it's your trainers, it's your, yeah, trainers, it's your you. coaches, it's the people that have sweat, that have sweat bled with you. That The people that believed in you in moments that you didn't believe in yourself, those are people that you went for. And so it's like it all comes full circle. And so pre-game, post-games are always hard for me because it's like, damn. Hey,
0: everybody. First, I'd like to thank you all for spending time with me and my guest on the podcast. This show was my canvas to showcase amazing people from the world of recruiting, entrepreneurship and leadership and unpack their career journeys for everyone to learn from. But this show is also a business generator for me, as well as creating thought leadership and endless amazing content. And I've taken what I've learned in the past three years and over 200 recorded and 100 live shows and distilled it down into a digital playbook that I call the Pause Course. Now you could learn how I build, manage, and produce the podcast and use it to drive real business development and relationships. Today I'm sharing all of my secrets behind the podcast, and you can get it all at the this course is for anyone, whether you're starting out or an advanced podcaster. using it for B2B, B2C. It's filled with all of my insights, learnings, tips, tricks, and templates. So get it now at ThePauseCourse.com and learn all my secrets. Thanks. Do you remember that first ray of sunshine? Do you remember that first moment when you're like, listen, I'm not going to be able to change physically what happened to me, but I, I love life. I, I, I love people. And I, I, don't, I don't want to give up on this. It, was there that first moment of, of, of sunshine, positivity in this new phase in your life that you're like, all right, let's do, let's do this?
1: Um, when, you, when you're dealing with something that is physical, it's like a storm that's happening. Like I'm, I'm a walking hurricane like that no one sees, no one sees what's happening internally. No one, because and my smile can cover everything. No one, no one knows the pain that, that, that like is constantly endured. And so it's, it's a matter of calming that storm almost before approaching the outer storm and that was hard because in the in, end, in sometimes a lot of people are able to just, you know, you just kind of deal with it and you just uh, you just kind of move with it. So, best can I use an analogy? And I don't know if you're a Marvel fan, um, but it's like the Incredible Hulk. Okay, I've used I've used the Incredible Hulk so much for anger, mm. but I can I can use it this way as well. So it's like in the beginning, you see Bruce Banner where it's like. You got Hulk, You got Bruce Banner, and then you see kind of an evolution of like, okay, he kind of he he kind mm-hmm. is managing because he says in one in one in one movie is like my secret is that I'm always angry, like I'm just always angry. That's how I managed to keep him here and like they they're here together. And then in the last movie, kind of figures out how to use it all. Same thing where it's like. In the beginning, it's like, I'm either in pain or I'm not in pain. Then I recognize, like, look, the pain ain't going away. I'm just going to Like the physical stuff is just here. Like my, I'm not standing up to be 6'5". I'm not, my hands are not going to be, I'm not going to use my hands to raise like, it is what it is. Let's just do something with it. I think that that moment came for me, when I started to volunteer the youth group, because as someone that is motivated by a level of significance, where it's like, I'm not motivated by money. Uh, What I do, and I wanna make sure that when I do something that that it's meaningful to the people around me. So my first time, this guy invited me to go to the church And the first day that I show up, I'm talking to some kids and they're asking me questions about everything. And I've always been someone that I I enjoy human interaction. And so I can, I see things that's not always just there. And there was something that I saw in some of these kids' eyes where it's like, oh, you're, you're getting something from me that, I don't even know what How I'm powerful is that, right? <laughs> and it it was enough not only to compel me to keep showing up, but it there was a fuel that was being I mean defining a, a new purpose I'm coming from you. sheer triple darkness. I'm not I don't see myself, I'm not doing anything. All it is 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 it's darkness. And all of a sudden, Okay. There's something to wake up
0: purpose.
1: and do. And there are worse things to wake up and do than going and serving in a youth group.
0: Helping redefine your purpose, helping, helping re- redefine your purpose. So let, let's shift gears a little bit here. And I want to talk about going back to school. Why, why was it so important for you in your journey? And, and why did you choose human relations? I mean, now we know why you chose human relations. I think we kind of just answered that, right? Like you are human centric to the core. I don't want to go far and say people person, but you, you thrive on that and you thrive on community. And that's again, what's so amazing about breakout. It's a real community. Um, tell us about going back to school,
1: man. So I think that this particular timeline in my life is probably the most beautiful part of my story because I talk about hope a lot. Um, I studied hope within my master's degree program. Um, I've talked about how we model people model hope for other people, um, and I want to say that hope, like let me let me just drop this the thing and say hope is made up of three things: goals, pathways, and belief that you can accomplish those things. Um, and to me, the area of belief is not just one that's intrinsic but i do believe that it can be extrinsic because again there's a reason why we have people in our lives that believe in us in times when we don't believe in ourselves remember that moment remember what i just mentioned that when i showed up at this youth group the first day just having a simple conversation i could tell that there's that someone is getting something from me that i don't even recognize what i'm giving okay early it was just enough to get me to just show up like let me come and do this and as you're trying to grow i you know one year turned into two and then it's like deciding like okay well you know what let me get involved let me do what let me let me do some things so i started leading small groups and boys groups and then i i used to have um on sunday nights i used to have these like uh these groups that I, would, that I was responsible for. You know, I talked to the boys for an hour and I used to call her. You know, we talked about wisdom and, and stuff like that. And then soon enough, the girls started like, getting involved like, why are we getting that? Because like, yo, we want to <laughs> be a part of what he got going like. Like, so then I started doing co-ed groups. And the kids would say, like, yo, you know, Mister, like, Mecca, you're good at, like, you, you help us. You should be like a counselor. You should... You should, you know, you, I mean, you're good. And so the craziest thing was that I, when I started, I remember the first cohort of like sophomores and juniors and seniors that I, you know, that I had in my way. you know, I'm showing up at their graduations and then telling them about going to college and I'm seeing them going to college and I'm seeing them and it's crazy because I'm like, okay, it' I'm like okay, well, I'm talking to them about school. Why not me go to school? And to be honest, I did not. I had no desire right. to go back to school. I failed. I was on academic probation. I it was never
0: on your radar, man. It was never and, on your radar. No.
1: no. Um. Now i no, like, no, no, not at all, not at all. I, and I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't have anything on my radar, but school wasn't on there. And I, again, someone tells me I should be a counselor. I get an opportunity to meet with a school and um, honestly, I had, I had doors that opened up for me that when I talk about like goals or excuse me, hope being goals, pathways, and belief, the pathway part huge because we've all heard where there's a will, there's a way. We all know what that means. It means I want to get on the other side of this door. I got enough willpower to break it down and do whatever it is to get on the other side. What people don't understand is that according with the hope theory, there's also an opposite side of that coin where there's a way, there's a will, which is the important part of why, which is why it's important for us to seek to break down barriers to allow people the opportunity to, to, to walk through open doors because I did not have enough willpower to break down barriers to go to school. But, I had a just enough will to walk through an open door. And so school was presented to me because I got an opportunity to get a scholarship through my first year. And so I was like, okay, well, I won't, you know, I don't, I can do this. Right, the, the,
0: the barriers were lowered. The, the, barriers, were lowered. Been, yeah,
1: right. the barriers were lowered. I had enough
0: motivation,
1: barriers were lowered. And now I'm motivated mm-hmm. because I'm giving back to the kids and now I want to be good for them. Like, I want to be a model of hope that they have been for me.
0: What I'm hearing here, man, is a realignment on direction and purpose. Something that you probably never even thought about pre-injury. How did that empower you moving forward? Now you have direction and purpose and you're learning how to live with this new exoskeleton around you. First of all, side note. By the way, if anyone sees this dude, his wheelchair is badass, man. man. His wheelchair is like Voltron. That shit is no joke. By the way, we could talk about that. In a, he, he, he. That, that's got. That's got to be a big plus for you, man. That's got to make your life a bit easier.
1: It is, um, man. that is <sighs> crazy because uh, my my hope story, my purpose story. It comes out of this darkness from losing it, you know. Uh, and how does one rediscover purpose? How does one find hope? I mean, I think that's a question that a lot of us it's are deep. all looking one for. One of the, the you know? deepest. And um, I can I can tell you that for me, my purpose, my purpose is I think purpose for all of us is, is going to always be found in in other people. It's going to always be found in the service of love. It.
0: Love it, love it, love um,
1: it. Because when we talk about the meaning of life, um, life doesn't come down to how much I can do for myself. It never does. No one, no one, no one is on their deathbed and and, I, and says, "Dang, I wish I would have acquired more." You're not going to be buried
0: with your money, right?
1: Um, it, it's going to always be rooted.
0: You're not going to be buried so, yeah. with your money.
1: No, right. Like, and no one, yeah. And if anyone is talking about having more money, they're only talking about having more money because they want to do more with it for Mm -hmm. other people. And so I would say that when we lose sight, when we lose hope, hope causes, losing hope causes, or I'll say this, when we have adversity, adversity causes us to lose sight of what we do and why we do it. Okay. Um, And I think that's all of us. I mean, I, literally I'm in that moment right now because I have had some recent adversity with my body mm. with my health that has caused me to lose focus of what I do mm. and why I do it. I am literally in a moment where I'm trying to do what I have done before like that's the that's that's the craziest thing is that life is this up and down. We don't just fight a battle once. And that's the end all be all. It's a we're in a constant state of fight, 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 and we just we forget that sometimes, yeah. you know. Heck, hey, I am the hope guy. I am the optimistic guy, and I have yeah, forgotten it, that. I am. That's why I'm very glad to have this conversation yeah. because I am real life every working day. through it every in day. Real every, time.
0: Every, every day here, man, and listen, you are. A beacon of, of positivity. I want to bring it home here, and, and I, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about Ellen. What, what, what is she like off camera? Man, you it's know, the last season, by the way, last
1: season. I Ellen. don't like. I don't know. You don't know, know enough
0: to make it yet.
1: Yeah. So, for those that don't know, I found myself on the Ellen Show through a series of unfortunate events. Um, yeah, It's funny because we're talking about. Me going through a devastating right. injury um, that changed my life forever. Um, me fighting my way back from the ashes. Going to school. I fundraised and I got a, a handicap accessible van that allowed me to, to get Mobility. Into, mm-hmm. you into know, having an independent life. Um, started working with kids. Got my undergrad degree. Got my master's degree. And as I'm telling you guys right now that life don't stop, it doesn't. Because in 2018, coming off what should be the best time of my life now that I've rebuilt myself, I'm a, I'm a positive force in my community. Um, everyone knows me. I graduated with my master's degree. I'm about to start Amazing. my career as a counselor. The craziest thing happens. I'm coming home one day and driving a little bit too fast. Crashed my vehicle into a curb, not a not a wall, not a tree. I am I hit a curb, yeah. curb checked. Because of how low my vehicle is, curb damages my car. They total it out. My vehicle cost eighty five thousand dollars. That was a gut punch. Um, two weeks after that, my dad, who helps me get up out of bed, falls, breaks his ankle. Now he's down for the count. I need to rely on other friends and people. Let's not forget get the, fire. Let's not about the fire. Let's talk about the fire in the building, man. Time. Let's throw that shit and onto then it. Two weeks after that, <laughs> my apartment complex like, come on fire and lose. Were you like, "Come on, experience. God,
0: what else could you throw at me? What else could you all throw at me, man?"
1: Happened, again, we're talking about vehicle laws, loss, caregiver laws, loss, apartment laws—all loss, within thirty shit. days. And at that moment, you know, you just laugh it off. I, I, honestly, the night of the fire, I was just like, huh, funny. Come on, is funny. it's gotta be this a joke, guy, right? Crazy. Come on. <laughs> and so the thing that I held on to was like, you know what? I've gone through hard things before. I can get through hard things now. And that was my mentality. That was my rallying cry. And at the same time, it was like, you know, you know, I'm being buried right now with all this shit, I, can I, I I'm. Anyway, curse away,
0: man! This is my Shell. Um,
1: and uh, the question was, okay, at this moment, I gotta ask myself: Am I being buried by all this dirt, or am I being mm-hmm. planted by all this dirt? Um, and that shift in mentality kind of decided, it, 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 it draws some things out of you. Because if you decide that you're you're being buried, then you just again it goes back of to course. being knocked down by life and just staying down. Like if you're if you're buried, that's it. There's nothing else to do. But if you're planted, that means that you got to dig deep inside of you and bring some things out that 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 you ain't seen up until this point. It's the is the pressure that is now causing you to grow and evolve? That's Deep, Ooh-wee. that's I'm talking deep. To myself right now, <laughs> so um, so
0: Ellen came at the right time. Yeah, she helped, she helped you out big right. time.
1: <laughs> so I got on the Ellen show. She awarded me. Her and Cheerios awarded me with hundred thousand dollars. I was then able to buy a new mm-hmm. van with that. My van cost 110000 These vans are super expensive. Um, and then after that, when I came back to Tulsa, um, Habitat for Humanity reached out um, and they built me a Boom. accessible home Love that it. I'm sitting in now. And so my life went, I was climbing and took a very crazy dip and then a very big boost up, big boost up. Uh, that now changed my floor you know? you know we're all just trying to live life and and raise our our floors and reach you know hopefully we don't have ceiling we're Just trying to get you know higher and higher but we're oh. raising our floors and my floor raised after all of the uh craziness of 2000 so what's
0: what's on the horizon let's bring it home here man what, what's on the horizon what are some of the goals that you have professionally personally in the next few years of your life?
1: Man, I think that, um, one, I'm going to have to come back on the show because I'm in the process right now of figuring that out, okay? I think that I am back in the same time, the same way that I explained um, those dark times um, right in the aftermath of my injury. Um, I'm kind of in that same mental space right Hmm. now um my again my externals are very different than there because again i'm very i'm in the most stable position that i've ever been in ever you know i've got a career um i've got a home i've got my vehicle i've got community but i think that right now i'm in a place where i'm trying to i have not sat down to figure out what my new goals are because i've accomplished i have accomplished a lot up to this point but sometimes um, yeah, I, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to, I've, I've got to think more and spend more time, uh, getting to know me to because life. I feel like in the aftermath of that initial injury, there's a persona that was created, um, that got me up to this point, but I don't know if that, that, that person is true of who I am. COVID oh, that, changed everything. Fucking COVID that had, had. 2020 not happened, I think that I would still be extremely busy. Um, Not that I'm not busy now, but I think I'd be on this hamster wheel um, of go, go, go. Um, And when we shut down, it really, like, I mean, I think that that pause is like really still affecting me now because I'm like, I don't want to start doing something that I don't want to be doing. That's not true to that's me. Because I don't want to be doing things just because I feel like I'm supposed to. Because I put on a character to help me survive a particular time of my life. Yeah, that's life, You know, again, yeah, getting you know, volunteering with the youth. That, I mean, kids. I work with kids. You know, yeah, I speak. I, I'm a counselor for kids. Got to get back with them. Um, I volunteer at yeah. a shelter. Yeah. I got. You I, I work with kids, but. I'm now just trying to figure out what's true of me for the next couple stages and for next and that's and that's and
0: that's an evolution right that's an evolution and, and you're gonna get there and you have all the support around you here so let, let, let let's bring this home here Mecca what is the single greatest piece of advice you've ever received that you repeat every single day it could be a mantra something that you truly you know embrace
1: mm, hold on let me think. One of the greatest single pieces of advice that I was given was right before I decided to go to school for my master's degree. I was in Oklahoma City at a convention um, and it was on my mind. I wasn't sure whether now I was going to go back for my master's. And I met this guy, random guy, and he had gotten his master's He told me that I needed to do it because all that it is is a test of endurance. That even when I get to a certain place in life, it's not that my master's degree is going no. is going to give me all this crazy new knowledge or anything like that. But it'll it's going to give me. He said that it'll give you credibility because other people that are sitting at the table know that you've been through what they've Pushed been it. through to sit at this table. That you've gone through. It's just a test of endurance. I cannot tell you how much I repeated that throughout my time at school because. I hate writing papers. And it was just like, okay, it's just a test of endurance. It just You just got to outlast it. Just just hold on. Um, and so even now, as I'm going through some of the, the physical things that I mentioned earlier, some of the existential uh, questions that I'm asking myself right now, um, what just comes up for me is like, yo, it, calm down. It's still life. It's just a test of endurance. Life. Hold on. Um, this too shall
0: Life pass, is a is know. a test of endurance. And and Mecca, last last but not least, man, you've you've been through more than than almost anybody, right? You've been in the darkest, worst places. And unfortunately, sometimes you have those bad days. On the flip side of that, man, you are a beacon of positivity and hope. And you found your purpose and your direction to give back to others. What keeps you in focus? What keeps you? on the right path. Mecca, what is your North Star in life?
1: Whew, man, my North Star, um, honestly, is people. Like, I I, I can't stretch, and, and I know that I'm saying it because I'm a people person, um, and that's fine because I'm a people person, and so you, when you find out those things that that drive you or that, that are important to you, you have to leverage that. And so, um, even when I show up, when, when I show up for it, when I wake up and I I approach today, my, my, the thing that I want to make sure that I do it in every given encounter is to make sure that I am not the reason why someone, um, actually I'll say it like this. I show up understanding that there is power in my presence, um, there's power in my words, and there's always a chance for uh, me to make someone else's day or life. You know, you never understand, you never know what moment you have in a person's life that ends up being the cataclysmic thing that changes the direction of their life. I just gave you a piece of advice that this random guy gave me in Oklahoma City five years ago. And that guy probably doesn't ever, he doesn't think to himself that, oh, I gave this guy Mecca some advice that now changed his it's, life. You know, he, he's not thinking right. about that. But he showed up and he all he did was show get up in point. his moment. I feel like we all get to show up in our moment. And that for me is what drives me is to help me remain. Even when I'm having my worst days, it's like, hey, just show up in the moment. Mecca,
0: you, I first and foremost, man, I, I am honored to, to be connected with you. To get to know you, I'm excited to continue to build our relationship. I hope we uh, get breakout going again soon. I heard some rumors. We'll we'll see what's happening, right? Get get maybe get 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 us Absolutely. on get us on a plane going somewhere to do it again together. Um. You, you're 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 a shining example of of overcoming adversity and pushing through and making every day count and having a real clear defined purpose and. Any way that I could support you, I'm here for you, man. Whatever you need. Seriously, I know we're just getting to know each other, but I'm here for you you to reach out anytime. Happy to spread your word of positivity, anything I could do. Where could folks connect with you? Where could they learn? Where could they find more?
1: Hey, I am a mecha on most platforms, on Instagram, Twitter. Um, I Also, I have a podcast that I do with a friend of mine called The Black Sheep Pod. Um, And I also have a YouTube channel called From Where I Sit, haven't posted a lot of videos on there, but I'm hoping to be a, make a re return with my own personal podcast. Um, and yeah, so right now, also livebeyondlabels.com or we'll redirect to omekanaka.com. Uh, that is my um, brand uh, because I do believe that I'm trying to use hope to inspire people to live beyond the labels of their circumstances. We all have things happening to us. Um, and we can all choose to, to live beyond those labels. You know, labels live
0: beyond your labels. Mecca, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Hang with me for one moment here as we sign off. I want to thank everybody for spending time with us on this special episode. It really means uh, a lot that you have committed to, to joining us and enjoying this conversation i hope you learned a lot from Beck. i hope you connect with him remember sharing means caring if you like this episode share it leave a review or rating it goes a long way you know where to find out more at the podcast.com and all of our social media channels remember take care of each other look out for one another and catch us next week for another great episode of the podcast take care everybody wisdom is forever but for us it's time to go thank you for joining us